The Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Squares Contest, $1,000 prize pool and completely free to enter. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash squares to enter today. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Bingo. It's a $57 weird number SGPN gift card for every bingo hit exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Thursday, February the 2nd, and we are here to handicap a full slate of Premier League action from Friday the 3rd through to Sunday the 5th of February. And joining me, as always, is Mr Barry Penaluna. Baza, what's happening? All right, Malcolm. Yeah, not bad. All all thrown off a little bit here because we're recording a little bit earlier than usual. So it's been a little bit manic getting in from work, get the kids fed, race through these games as quick as I could to get on here yeah, that, early. Yeah, no, not live streaming tonight. And I have I've rushed everything through. And uh, with valid reason, Baz, I think uh, there was... We'll get this out of the way, Baz, shall we? Uh, there was a small mention made on last Sunday's show of my... Uh, Poorly testicle or testicles or whatever. Um, yeah, and it's only got worse, Baz. So um, before I pass out and die, I wanted to record this show as early as humanly possible because the longer the day goes on, the worse it gets. I spent about 10 hours in two different hospitals yesterday. Uh, they all, No one seems to know what's going on. They all tell me the same thing and they give me some tablets to take but I'm not convinced. Like um, It's the size of your head. Um, not just a normal person's head, Barry, either your head, and the same consistency also of your head. So if you detect a slight lack of uh, joie de vivre in my handicapping tonight, uh, it's because at any point I feel like I'm just going to blow up and die. So if that happens, if you can heroically carry on by yourself, Barry, till the end of the show, uh, that would be tremendous. I mean, I did so, offer yeah. to go solo tonight, so fair play, Malfo. Playing through the pain barrier, uh, giving the people what they want. I know, yeah. It's, the uh, only thing it's upset from my point of view was I was going to have egg and a cup for my supper tonight. Ah, live on the stream. We were, weren't we? I'm not hungry at the moment, so I'm not going early on the egg and a cup. So that left. I'll be honest. Yeah, now. I'd constantly nice bread. looking at the um, contents of my underpants bars makes me never want to eat a boiled egg ever again. I'll be honest at this point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> an ostrich egg. So uh, I might leave egg in a cup for a couple of weeks until the PTSD uh, of the last few days subsides. So <laughs> we'll, leave, we'll leave the eggs there. Oh, shit. Anyway, Baz, as we sit here, uh, we are cup finalists, Baz. Yes. We, the Royal We, Newcastle United. It's the first time um, just a little bit of history, for, especially for our American listeners. Um, Newcastle beat Southampton over two legs, culminating last Tuesday 
uh, to make the League Cup final. First time we've reached the final of that competition since 1976, when I was one years old and Barry was a twinkle uh, in Mr P's eye. Um, first time we reached the final of any competition since 2000, I think it was. So, yeah, it's been a long old uh, famine. But we did it the other night. I was there, Baz. I enjoyed it. You were also there. I did see you. I never saw you speak to. Uh, you were sitting up and over my right-hand shoulder with your Green Bay Packers hat on. So I did see you. I saw your brother, though, uh, Jamie and uh, Andy as well. I had a little chat with them uh, pre-game. But, yeah, what was your... Uh, how was your evening? Did you did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was worth the trip up. As I say, for me, it was a, about a 350-mile round trip. So a long, old trek up north, but well worth it. Uh, you know, we got off to a flyer, didn't we? Set yeah. the nerves straight away. Two early goals and then really coasted through the game, didn't we? And then the red card came later on and, and I think people started to get a little bit nervous at that point, despite the fact yeah. we still had a two-goal cushion. That 10 minutes felt like everyone was getting a little bit nervy because if they'd got one at that point, we, we'd, we'd have definitely then sort of been hanging on a bit. But uh, yeah, it was comfortable enough in the end. One of the good... Good enough game. Certainly the first half was good. Atmosphere was good. Pre-match, first half, and right at the end, it was, it was brilliant to be part of it. And as you say, yeah, good good for the, the little ones. We both took the, you know, I took my yeah. this. You took the, both of yours. Good for them to experience that semi-final. Yeah, I said, said to Chloe, you know, you, you don't know how lucky you are to be just getting into the football yeah. now at this time where we're doing well and you're getting to see big games like this because we've we've had to put put up with the last 15 years of shite to get here yeah so, uh, yeah. I said exactly the same to my two when we were walking down we went for a burger and stuff beforehand and I said to them both on the way down I was like you know you're seeing something tonight that hasn't happened for over 40 years you know trying to explain them and they weren't sitting with me I couldn't get tickets together they were sitting quite nearby so I could keep an eye on them and when that first goal went in I saw uh, Betty picked up Bob and sort of give him a little swing around, a little cuddle, <laughs> and they're never they're never nice to each other. I haven't seen them be nice to each other for about seven years. Uh, so I remembered that, and I teased her about it on the way home. I said, "I saw you being nice to your brother." He was like, "Yeah, shut up." Man. Um, but yeah, it was a weird one. I didn't really enjoy it, but I was like, I don't know why. And I'd, we've talked before about I need to change my default emotions uh, in terms of following Newcastle. Now we'd be good, and especially in the last sort of. 20 minutes or so. I don't know if it was... Like most things in life, I think, the things you build up beforehand always tend to be an anticlimax. You know, like New Year's Eves and shit like that. You know, you, the best things are more spontaneous. And then Bruno got sent off and everyone sitting around us spent like five minutes trying to work out how many games he'd miss and how which games were between that and the final. And it turns out he misses three games, but the final is the fourth game, so he's eligible to play. But no one really knew that at the time. Um, and there was a nervousness and Southampton got a free kick and Ward Prowse was stood over it. Um, yeah, and it just, I don't know, I felt, I, I got home and I was exhausted and I don't really, I didn't really make the most of it, I don't think. So, yeah, I definitely need to work on um, how I'm going to support the team going <laughs> forwards now that we're good. I'm already absolutely, and I don't use this word lightly, Baz, I'm dreading the final. I, I should be eligible for a ticket. The news came out today about that. I said I'm going to take my dad and all his mates because they're all old and need looking after. And I said I would take them and look after them. Um, so that's all fine. But I'm just dreading it, Baz. Absolutely dreading it. Um, I wish we weren't playing Manchester United. Probably out of anybody. Um, they, I think they've agitated me 
more than any club in my life, certainly, at various points. It would probably be Man U than Liverpool and anyone else I'd be I'd be all right taking on. Uh, I just I think wish it wasn't then. Like, historically, when, when we were good in the past, Man U were always our nemesis, weren't they? Yeah. So they were the know, one team you know, who would do us in. At the top of the tree for the last few years now, you know, we've we've been nowhere near it. So so there is that that history, isn't there, of, of sort of Man United games and, and cup finals and tipping us to titles. When when we did get close to trophies in the past, it was always Man United that tended to get in the way. So uh, certainly a bit of that, but I think we've got every chance. But uh, same as you, I mean, it's great to be there, but they're, they're not. it's not going to be an enjoyable occasion. It's going to be <laughs> fucking nerve-wracking, sick. And, you know, the only thing that will be enjoyable about it will be if we come out with a win at the end of it. And at that point... We'll enjoy it, but uh, progress. Yeah, I mean, if it, for me, if we if we go there, and we lose that final, and you know, nobody expected us to have the season we're having. Um, we've got there. We've given the fans a day at Wembley. That's a bonus. Let's go and fucking win it now. That's the main thing in it. But what will be will be. Case are all. I mean, I've, all. I've refused to talk to anyone else about it. Um, apart from this kind of chat we're having when people were booking hotels, I refused all that. And I'm still just not happy sort of talking about it. I've got Man United fans. I'm not refused. They were, they were friends of mine. I'm refusing to engage with any of them. I've got several jokes I wanted to make in the last couple of weeks about Man United players. And them, and I, I can't do it because I know that that player's going to come and score a goal. So I'm, I'm on eggshells like... Um, and is I'm going to be on eggshells for the next four weeks. So yeah, um, psychologically I need to work on that. Um, in terms of the game, fucking betting wise, I took Newcastle minus one and a half goals. We score after four minutes. We're turning up after twenty minutes. Baz. this was home and us. Absolutely, I took Newcastle team total over one and a half at two to one. Um, and again, we've got two two up after twenty minutes against a terrible team. And we've now got nothing to play for because we've just duffed them up. Um, and yeah, and then somehow didn't manage to cash. Uh, Southampton scored. After that, really nothing happened. Um, we never looked like scoring. They created one chance. But yeah, after 20 minutes, I mean, you could have cashed out both of my bets for nearly the entirety of the profit, but it doesn't really work like that. Um, you took under two and a half goals, Baz, so that was gone after half an hour once Southampton yeah, scored that goal. Really early, yeah. And then I was going to ask you a little bit about the corners because we got... What I remember thinking watching the game was, I wasn't counting them, but I know we got three really early on. We'll and I, I remember really, that. Yeah, we finished. We finished. And then it just half time. So yeah. I thought, even that's all right, isn't it? If you can pick up the three, hit your break even, and then move on from there. But it, it didn't happen. I think they hit one in the second half. And it's, I sort of said this before the, the first leg was, you know, it might be a little bit of a risk this corner's bet with Newcastle in a cup game. It's just a different. Different dynamic to the game, isn't there? And certainly with Newcastle having that two goal cushion, even at two one, two goal cushion, and really not having to push at yeah. all in the game. Second half, you, we we didn't have a lot of it. It was all Southampton. We were we were happy to have, to let them have a lot of the ball. And, and yeah, I, I mean, as I say, I'll I'll still keep an eye on these Newcastle corners once we get back to the league action. Um, as I say, the two cup games have, have let us down. On that front, but but they, they are different games and a bit of a different approach, especially a game over two legs and stuff like that. So, yeah, one, one to watch still. You're probably right, actually, because while the game was still up for grabs, 
at one nil and two nothing in the first twenty minutes, we had three corners. Yeah, if you extrapolate that out four and a bit times, so it gets you to thirteen or fourteen corners. But the game was then put to bed after twenty minutes. So Kenny Newcastle just sort of kept the ball, or Southampton tried a, a few different things. So yeah, in in isolation, it, it kind of still works for a small sample size. Although we're probably just looking for it in there. But um, yeah. yeah, we'll keep an eye on it. Um, the following night was Manchester United two Nottingham Forest nil. That's what the ball teams to score. All of these picks this week were shite, by the way, but I'm going to caveat them in a bit. Um, in fact, I thought this was a little bit unlucky. Man United had one blocked on the line. Uh, sorry, Forrest had one blocked on the line by their own player. Dennis looked like he'd scored. Forrest player blocked it on the line. Brennan Johnson missed a one-on-one. Um, they missed a good... They had a double chance at the end um, where Danilo had a shot saved and Surridge shanked the rebound over the bar. So um, nothing doing there. And then you, this was a, your... Um, our one winner of the week, Baz. You took Man United on the handicap minus one and a half. They got it done later on. Yeah, I mean, it didn't look like it was going to be much going on in the game at all, did it? Um, it was it was a tough game to handicap, wasn't it, given the 3-0 deficit from the first leg. I thought Forrest created a couple of chances in the first half. Yeah. And I was sitting there just thinking, God, just get the one. Just just get one. Yeah. And, and, then, <laughs> and then build on that. <laughs> you know, I might have got a little bit excited had they got the first goal and then had a bit of a push. But, but realistically, you know, Manu just kept them at arm's length, didn't they? Uh, did what they had to do. And then, you know, took the chances when they came in the second half. So, so yeah, got got that win, which was the only... Uh, the only good thing out of a pretty poor week of uh, betting this midweek. I mean, you know, it was slim pickings anyway, wasn't it, this this midweek? Yeah, um, yeah we threw a couple of extra players in. I uh, <laughs> took Luton and Cardiff in the championship over two and a half, finished 1-0, just a bad pick. Um, maybe better days ahead for Cardiff and uh, Sabri Lumushi will uh, get them playing and scoring some goals, but it wasn't... It was too early for them on this occasion, so that one was dog shit. You went to Spain, Baz, and oh. looked all right after 65 <laughs> minutes, and then someone <laughs> contracted to lose this as well. Two things. I mean, I'd pointed out Barcelona had a clean sheet. Uh, I thought Barcelona had a win, and nil was a good bet, but I put the under 2.5 up. Uh, was the main pick. 65 minutes ago, 1-0 up. So half-time, I'm looking lovely. Now teach, absolutely fine with that. 1-0, 65 minutes. 80 minutes, 2-0, and I'm thinking, oh, a little bit nervy here. Are they going to go and get a third? And they didn't get a third. Well, they did, but it was at the other end. Own goal, <laughs> 85 minutes. Own goal to give us a 2-1. It took the winter nil away, and it took the under 2.5 away. A little bit of a sickening of that one. But, uh, yeah, just it felt like it was the right, right pick. It was going well for so long, and then it was safe. Poor week all round. I did pick the winner in the Man, Man United game, but but beyond that, you know, yeah, tough, well, I'm putting tough it, midweek putting, slate for us there. Putting it down to historical EFL Cup and testicle related distractions, but uh, we've got um, extenuating circumstances, and we have got a full slate of Prem games um, starting tomorrow night, Friday night. Seems like ages. Um, obviously, there's FA Cup last weekend, so we've had two full weeks without Prem. Um, we had a couple of nothing weeks, Baz. It was probably like three weeks ago. You, I hit all the dogs. The week before was the week you'd hit the corners and everything else as well. Um, so it's been a couple of weeks since we had a proper stellar week. We've been uh, we've been just meandering along, Baz, between now and then. So uh, starting tomorrow night, we can get stuck right into it. Um, we're going to... Firstly, I'll tell you about our sponsors, headline sponsors 
on the Premier League Gambling Podcast, which are the WinBet, the official online sports book of the SGPN. WinBet is active in a bunch of states and tons of ways to win, including live betting and same game parlays, aka WinBets. Build your own bet. Um, the big game is here. The Super Bowl WinBet has you covered. Great promos, odds and payouts happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up to receive a special offer. Bet 100, get 100. Limited state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parley of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. Go to choose from head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. So they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change. Takes and sees at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone who knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. The big game squares contest. This is fun, Baz. We play this. SGPN are giving away $1,000 in the big game squares contest. Completely free to enter. Follow Sports Gambling Podcast on Spotify and give them a rating. Then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com squares to enter for your chance to win a free big game square. And also make sure to sign up to the SGP and app and get your own big game bingo card full of your favourite big game pop bets. If you get bingo, you'll win a $57 SGP and gift card. The only catch is you must be subscribed to the Sports Gambling Podcast and NFL Gambling Podcast on YouTube to win. It's free to play and exclusively on the SGP and app. Okie doke. So... Friday night, Friday the 3rd of February, 8pm kickoff, which is a 3pm Eastern time kickoff between Chelsea and Fulham. Chelsea are the 3-5 to favourites, minus 166. The draws are 3-1, Fulham are 9-2, plus 550. Uh, Chelsea have signed everybody, literally everyone. If they haven't signed you at all, uh, you want to get in touch with your agent and ask why. Fuck knows how it they works. haven't signed... Forest, Forest went and signed them instead, didn't they? Yeah, that's the true. Ah, uh, yeah, Forest signed them. Chelsea, Chelsea didn't want. I've got no idea how it works. Everyone's saying Chelsea are really clever by using loopholes. I don't fucking get it. Um, they signed Enzo Fernandez for 105 mil. Honestly, never heard of him until I had to ask Bob. Well, like Bob's the oracle, and um, he told me that he's the kid who scored the winning penalty for Argentina. You know, holding midfield, I type. 105 mil seems a lot. Um, they add that to Mudrick, uh, Badia Shield, Joe Felix. Signed a fullback as well, which is named Mari, maybe, for another gazillion quid. Um, I can't even remember. So, uh, yeah, and they let Jorginho join Arsenal for 12 mil. Um, so, if this was 45 aside, you'd fancy them like, but they could only play 11 of them. Um, I can't imagine old Graham Potter's going to be thrilled with that either. It doesn't seem to be his thing. Like, he doesn't seem the sort of manager to say, yeah, here you go, Graham. He has 27, like, world-class, multi-million pound players. Sort that lot out. Like, but anyway, um, time will tell, like. Um, Fulham are three places and two points in front of Chelsea, as we stand. Um, Chelsea, they're all over the place, really, the, the recent form. Uh, one, two, drawn two. Lost two of the last six However, seven of their last eight games have gone under two and a half. Um, the only one that went over two and a half was against Fulham, actually. A lot of these games are repeats of games that were played just kind of the week between Christmas and New Year, um, or the week, maybe the week before FA Cup. Um, so these games were played just a few weeks ago. Um, Fulham have got kind of this default reputation of being quite expansive and attacking. 
and also shaky at the back. Um, they have lost their last two games 1-0 um, after winning four in a row before that. There was a 1-0 against Tottenham and then they lost 1-0 at Newcastle late doors. Um, they looked okay at Newcastle, as I said, but they never really looked like threatening or from that daft penalty. Um, Chelsea lost 1-0 to Manchester City, beat Palace 1-0 and got a 0-0 with Liverpool. I like the under two and a half goals here, Baz. I think Chelsea might get it done. Um, I can't see them cracking out and paying a whole load of free-flowing football with however many of the new signings get in there. Uh, the under two and a half is 9-10 to 10 at minus 111, Baz. Okay. Um, I'm not going to say it too much because I didn't write any notes for this one. I've just realised when I come onto the, uh, <laughs> on the stream, I haven't got any notes for the first game, Chelsea Vol, but I had looked at the game and I had picked out a play. Um, but I'm going with Chelsea. I think they will get it, get it done. I know they played a couple of weeks ago and, and lost 2-1 to Fulham. Um, Chelsea were the better side in that game until the point where João Felix went off. Well, went off. He didn't just go off. He got sent, sent right off. off. Got sent right off, didn't he? Um, the stats for the game, Chelsea uh, XG for the game was 2.17 to Fulham's 0.98. So it shows you Chelsea Chelsea did have the chances in the game. Down to 10 men for at least half an hour. Um, I think had it been the other way around, it was 1-1 at the time. I reckon Chelsea would have went on and nicked it. Fulham have, have hit a bit of a downturn after a really good start following the World Cup um, as you say defeated the Newcastle and Spurs and drew against Sunderland at the weekend I'm looking at Chelsea goals Chelsea do they've been a bit they've struggled a bit in front of goal uh, but let's be honest they've signed a few attacking players to try and sort that out um, just one or two I mean I don't know as you say which one of them are, are going to play who's going to play who's going to be playing where uh, literally I'd love to see anyone try and predict the starting yeah. eleven for Chelsea this weekend, um, but Fulham also give up the most chances, the more chances than any team in the league. Uh, their xG against starts something like forty. Um, they've only conceded, I think, thirty. So they're, they're sort of overachieving a little bit in terms of goals conceded. But but how long they can hold up that for if they're giving away a lot of big chances in games? So I'm taking Chelsea to score two or more goals here. Um, I reckon Chelsea will win this two 0 I did. Also, look at the handicap. I think Chelsea to score two or more goals is around 8 to 11. But if you want to be a bit more ambitious, I like Chelsea minus one goal as well. Seven to four um, is a bet I like. Uh, someone who didn't have any notes there, Baz, you had quite a lot of chat. It's all in my head. It's all in, my head. It's all in your head. You've got a big head, Baz. Uh, exactly. Unfortunately for testicle. me, <laughs> as big as my <laughs> testicle. Uh, who. Everton against Arsenal is a Saturday lunchtime, 12.30, which is a 7.30 Eastern time kickoff where Everton are the 15-2 home puppies plus 7.50. The doors at 7-2 plus 3.50. Arsenal are the 2-5 minus 2.50 favourites. Baz, take it away. Yeah, so Everton coming into this on the back of four defeats. Uh, which gives them five defeats and a draw since the World Cup. Uh, they've also had a three-game losing streak prior to the World Cup, so absolutely terrible form. Uh, Sean Dyche has come in to try and rescue them. <laughs> um, I, I don't mind the appointment. I don't mind Dyche and, and 
you know, listening to talk sport and stuff like that on the radio. I think most Everton fans are happy with Dice coming in. Uh, think he's he, he'll give them a chance, but I think they expected him to get a little bit of help in the transfer window. Uh, yeah. The lack of tra- transfer activity for Everton was absolutely astonishing, wasn't it? I mean, especially yeah. having sold Anthony Gordon to, to Newcastle for £45 million, you think they'll definitely reinvest that as a minimum. They'll definitely re- replace him as a minimum. And they're crying out for a striker, aren't they, as well? Um, yeah. And they come away with nothing. And I don't think it was for the one to try, and it seems they tried knocking on a few doors. No, they all went to Bournemouth instead, didn't they? And nobody fancied it. Like, so, you know, you heard them try and saw from Watford. Um a few other names, and I was reading today trying to get Andre Ayew on a free. Oh my god, yeah! And I've read, Fucking I hell, he's awful. Else, I, think he's, I think he's chose Fulham instead. I think Jesus. Um, so they're struggling. He's even terrible. Get, uh, they're struggling even to get people who haven't got a club to come to them. So yeah, will they get a new manager bounce? If they're going to, it's going to be a big ass because they've got Arsenal this week, and then they've got Liverpool away next week. Big derby game. Um, I mean, pff, Liverpool aren't in great form, so they might might fancy themselves to go go to Anfield and get to him. But this one's going to be a, a tough one. I mean, Arsenal lost a close one uh, versus Man City uh, recently, um, and prior to that, it was five wins and a draw in their last six games. Of the five wins, only one of them didn't also hit the over two point five. Um, so I looked at Arsenal. To win and over 2.5 and it comes out at 6 to 5 and I think at that price you're not getting much more than the 10 to 11 for over 2.5 in the game so I'm sort of taking out the chance of Everton having that little bit of a bounce especially as Everton have scored in, in all but one of their six games since the World Cup so they are they are getting a goal most games um, so yeah the first thing I looked at was Arsenal winning over 2.5 but I think it's it's not it's not much over the two point five price, so I'll just take over two point five here at ten to eleven. Yeah, well, you pretty much covered my entire uh, handicap there, really. Um, it was a question mark: is will there be any new manager bounce? And um, they've only picked up one point seven games. Everton that last game against West Ham, uh, that was really a must win, and they didn't show much at all. Um, Arsenal's last two league wins have been really good. That two 0 against Tottenham. And 3-2 against Manchester United. So I was trying to factor in some kind of reaction to the Sean Dyche apartment. Um, and as you just pointed out, Bass, since the restart, Everton have scored in four uh, successive games until that West Ham one. So I think they could maybe get one here. Um, they'll run around and try a lot, maybe get a goal. Um, Arsenal should ultimately beat them. Um, so I was factoring in the same things as you, but I came down with both teams to score it, yes. Um, but that's a bit of a bigger price pass. That's plus 105, 21 to 20. I think maybe if you'd have seen that, because you were dancing around the entire same things as me. Um, although you like to say you've you've got the possibility of Arsenal winning uh, three nothing like in, in yours where that would scut my mind. So yeah, both teams yeah. to score for me. Um at 21 to 20 plus 105. Carrying on with the 3 p.m. um slash 8 a.m. Eastern time kickoffs. We have Aston Villa against Leicester City. Aston Villa are um, a shade of odds on 20 to 21, minus 105. The draws at 13 to 5, plus 260. Leicester at 14 to 5, plus 280. Um, Villa, four unbeaten, won the last two. A couple of narrow wins 
they're doing okay without blowing your socks off Villa aren't they um, Leicester broke the four game losing streak with a two all draw against Brighton uh, played okay actually nearly won the game Brighton equalised quite late on this immediately sort of struck me as having goals in it um, Villa are averaging 2.6 total in their home games and Leicester's away games are averaging 3.15 which is quite a high number um, Leicester look slightly uh, in better form than they have been recently they look a little bit healthier um, so I'm going to take the over two and a half goals Baz uh, price of 9 to 10 minus 110 yeah so um, Villa unbeaten in four in the league as you say aren't they you know that come after a loss to Liverpool first game back um, and as you say Leicester although they've got two wins in the FA Cup the league form's awful isn't it they were very fortunate to come away with a draw against Brighton last time out and that is the only point for them since the World Cup, having lost the previous four to that. Um, they've got Madison back now, which should make a difference for them. He, he is their, their main man, but I think they'll still struggle here. Um, I just looked at it, you know, you've got a team with no win in five playing away against a team who are unbeaten in four. And I think Villa are close enough to evens are worth taking a, taking here, 19 to 20. So I'll take Villa to win uh, at 19 to 20. I did think the other when I was looking at this game was that that Villa seemed like a really big price. The first thing I looked at, I would have had Villa a little bit shorter, like eight to eleven kind yeah, of thing. I, I, that I price was bigger was... than I expected. I thought just just given their respective forms, Villa at home in 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 reasonable form, not losing games, and and Leicester struggling to to win anything on the road. Um, yeah, I think I think anywhere close to evens is a good price. So I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Villa on the money line for Baz. Uh, next up, 3pm uh, again, is Brentford against Southampton. Brentford are 11 to 13, minus 117 home favourites. The draw is at 13 to 5, plus 260. And Southampton at 16 to 5, plus 320, Baza. Yeah, so Brentford are unbeaten in five games since the World Cup. Uh, two draws and three wins. Just um, bringing up my fixtures um, that's league games I should say they did lose to West Ham in the FA Cup um, they've only lost once at home in the league that was a defeat against Arsenal who, who have beaten pretty much everyone along the way hard to work out Southampton they've, they lost both ties recently against Newcastle in the EFL Cup as we know uh, in between that they did beat who did they beat in the FA Cup um, Blackpool Last weekend, yeah. so they have had a win there. Um, they've also had cup wins against Man City and Palace, so so good, some decent form in the cups until they come up against the mighty Newcastle. Uh, but in the league, it is four defeats and a single win against Everton since the World Cup, uh, so not not good form at all. Um, so Brentford at home would be a, a, a pick. I would fancy. I'm looking at the price there, seventeen to twenty again. I thought. Brentford or or a bigger price, much like Villa, than I expect them to be. Seventeen to twenty is definitely a price I like. Certainly one for the accumulators. Um, but Brentford at home have had both teams to score in five of their last six. Southampton away from home have hit both teams to score in their last five away games. Um, so the both teams to score is is the one I'm going to go with. Just on those two little trends there, um, both teams to score four to five. Um, that's the pick for me. Yeah. 
Yep, fair enough. Uh, like you say, Brighton unbeaten in forever. Southampton would be doing all right. The manager talks a good game. I thought he, he 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 conducted himself quite well and talked a bit of sense. He did not one of these sort of old timers who just talk in cliches um, after the two games with Newcastle. However, they do just still keep getting beat. Like their only league win is against Everton, who everybody beats. Um, and they never really look like beating Newcastle at all in those two games. This was really, really easy. You touched on it, Baz. Brentford at the price. I would have had them shorter again, same as Villa. Um, this is really easy. They're the better team. They're really good at home. They're in form. And they're playing a team who could get beat. And the price is absolutely outstanding. 11 to 13, uh, Brentford yeah. on the money line, minus 117 uh, for me. Next up is another uh, three o'clock game. We've got two more three o'clock Saturday kickoffs. Uh, this is Brighton against Bournemouth. Brighton are one to three, minus 300. The draw is at 17 to four, plus 425. And Bournemouth are at eight to one. Uh, Brighton are very good, Baz. It's my opening gambit here. Um, yeah. They've won five of the last eight in the league. They beat Liverpool in the Cup last weekend as well. Um, the last five games, last five league games, they've scored two, three, four, two and three. Um, add another couple against Liverpool last weekend in the Cup. Bournemouth have got one home draw against Forest. Is their only point since the restart um, in December. Their last five games goals scored are one, zero, 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 zero. So, this all points to Brighton for me being at least two goals better than them, and I think they are. I think Bournemouth are the worst team in the league. Um, Brighton minus one and a half goals is the titchy bit over even money. It's 24 to 23, which is a price of plus 104. Um, but to all intents and purposes, even money. Brighton on the handicap bars. Can't see any other result. Bournemouth a shite. Love it. Love it. I've got everything written down the same. Brighton in great form. Five wins, one draw, one loss. The loss came against Arsenal and the draw versus Leicester was a game they really should have won. Um, Leicester, the result was sandwiched by two wins against Liverpool um, and now they're coming up against Bournemouth side who've got one draw and six losses since the World Cup. Bournemouth have conceded 17 um, since then, since the World Cup and all four of their league defeats have been to nil and all of them by two goals or more. So Brighton, minus 1.5 on the handicap. At a hey. evens, I've got here, looks a great bet. And for me, it's the best bet of the week. Brighton to win by two or more. Um, that will be my lock for this week. I, I, I love that bet. Evens is brilliant price. Team right, Baz. Um, yep. Have you... Uh, Bournemouth signed the this great big striker from Belgium. Um, league six foot seven, big lump. Have you seen the worst hat-trick of all time that he's famously scored this season? No. No, get a little look on Twitter when you have a look. Just I can't remember even his name, sorry. It's quite insulting, really. But um he scores a hat trick in the league. I mean, which is no, I mean, I haven't scored any professional hat tricks pass, let's be honest. But the first one he's kinda about a yard out. Um for some reason takes ages to kick it, like ages. In my mind, I remember it being in about 40 seconds, probably not, until the defender comes back and tries to tackle him. And the Defender misses him and he's still still on the line and manages to sort of shank it over the line from half a yard out. Um, he then goes one-on-one with the keeper, shanks it at the keeper, comes back to his feet. He's then got an open goal, which he shanks and it dribbles in off the post. And then his third one's a penalty 
which he shanks. And the goalkeeper dives out the way and it just rolls down the middle really soft in for the third goal. The three, individually, the worst goals you've ever seen. But um, it's a cumulative effort for a hat-trick. <laughs> it's, uh, it's that bad. It's quite impressive. Right? So, yeah, have a little look for that. Yeah, I'll do. try and drag his name out if I can. Uh, final three o'clock kickoff on Saturday is Manchester United against Crystal Palace, where Manchester United are the two to five favourites, minus two fifty. The draw is at fifteen to four, plus three seventy-five, and Crystal Palace are seven to one underdogs. Um, I'll throw this across to you, Baz. Yeah, so it's only a few weeks since uh, last played this game, didn't they? Played each January. Um, Manu cruising in that game really um, went up in the Were first they? half through Bruno Fernandes you fucking weren't cruising Baz. until the 90 they weren't you can't going to be comfortable 1-0 up they weren't comfortable they, they, well they should have been more than 1-0 up well, they let's, weren't let's have a look at the stats from that game shall we um, one all yeah. Baz they're the stats <laughs> finish one all listen they, they were they were comfortable they should have won it at a canter they didn't I, I'll give you that but uh, one all. Right. Um, I can't even find it now. Where's where's the one all? Oh, you have, you have found it. You have found yeah, it. We've found it. Yeah, we've got it. So right. Come on then. That game. Zero point five for Palace. Two point yeah. eight for Man United. Um, total shots fifteen. Big chances created. Two for Man United. None for Palace. There was there was plenty there. But Manu should have won that game definitely. Any anyway, moving moving on. Um, Palace nicked the late equaliser in that one. That result and the three-two defeat to Arsenal um, recently are the only slip-ups for Man United, with them winning their other nine since the break. Um, it's crazy, isn't it? We're looking at some of these form, and you've got some teams who haven't been involved in the League Cup uh, or went out in the third round of the FA Cup. Some of these teams who didn't have games to catch up on as well have played four or five games. How Man you played eleven games since we returned? I think um, it's a pretty big difference compared to. Yeah, I think they've got eight between now and the final on the twenty sixth. Now they've as got well. six. We've got three games between now and the final. They've got six. They've got oh, a, okay. a midweek game against Leeds as a, a rescheduled Premier League game, and they've got the two games against Barcelona um, in the Europa League as well. So yeah, really busy schedule for them. But as I say, they have. Uh, Apart from the Palace draw and the Arsenal defeat, 1-9. Um, I haven't gone into loads of detail on the notes for this one. Of those nine wins, only two of them weren't by two or more goals. Uh, Palace have failed to score in four of the last six league games, so Palace aren't scoring many goals. Um, Manu at home, I like Manu on the handicap at, at 11-10. Manu minus 1.5, win by two or more. Easy, 11-10. Manu handicap, okey-doke. Um so yeah, man, you've no one in two league games. Uh, Palace might be the most boring team in the league. Um, the last two results have been okay. Nil-nil um, against Newcastle and a 1-1 against Manchester United. That does seem like forever ago, did it, that man you game? Um, yeah. So this is one of my best bets this year, Baz. Palace will compete and ultimately not threaten. Manchester United will do enough. This will probably be nil-nil at half-time if you want to... I like a little half-time draw. Because on your half-time draw, man, you will score a shite goal after about 68 minutes and another shite one after about 84, just like they did the other night. Uh, Two-nil Manchester United. Under two and a half goals, Baz, is it even money, plus 100. Uh, there's my pick. Next you know. up, we go to... Oh, there is another Saturday 3 o'clock game, and it's Wolverhampton Wanderers 
against Liverpool, where Wolves are three to one uh, plus three hundred. The draw is eleven to four plus two seventy five. Liverpool are a shade of odds on it, eleven to thirteen minus one seventeen. Um, Wolves are showing better form under Lopetegui. You can see what he's doing and and how it's um, manifesting itself on the pitch. Um, they lost to City last time. There's no disgrace in that. Most everybody will. Um, the beat West Ham at home, though, before that, and got a good point at Villa. Um, lost at home 1-0 to Manchester United, but played OK. Liverpool have got no win in three and were duffed up in the Cup last week by Brighton. Um, they're missing another centre-back. I think Canardi is done. He's done his hammy as well. Um, the last two away games, they got beat 3-0 and 3-1 off Brentford and Brighton. Um, Wolves are organised. I give them every chance here. Um, I'm going to take Wolves at home at three to one, Baz. Nice, like it. Um, I mean, they're, they're playing for the third time in as many weeks, aren't they? We had two recent FA Cup ties. Yeah. Liverpool were very fortunate to come away with a draw in that first tie, and then yeah. went, won the replay one nil. Um, Liverpool had a clean sheet last time out against Chelsea. Prior to that, they went eight in a row without a clean sheet. Um, so they are conceding goals regularly. Wolves at home, the form reads win, lose, win, lose, win, lose. Lost last win. time out at home, so that you will win. So the pattern, the pattern fits, you'll be glad to know. Uh, Liverpool away from home, four defeats in the last six. Um, that replay win versus Wolves is their only win in the last six in all competitions I've got written down. Is that that's mad, that isn't it? Is that true? I'll be right, yeah. I read things like this out sometimes and think, is that right? Well, yeah, that's well, right. They, they've lost yeah. uh, lost two, drawn two. Um, no, sorry, lost three, drawn two, won one in the last six. And that was, a, as I say, an FA Cup replay. Um, so not good form at all. There's no sign at all that they've turned in a corner yet or, or look like turning a corner and getting back out to to what they, what they were. Um, so I'll take Wolves again to make a game of this. Just before um, you pull this bet out, Baz, do you want me to nip and get the lemonade out the fridge? Or no, it's just I'm, just, I'm not backing Wolves. I'm just <laughs> okay. taking them to get on the score sheet. I'm taking both teams to score. <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, both teams to scores at seven to ten. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll have a bit of that. Well, just had the, the you, you were building. You were taking a long run up there, Baz, in a shandy bet. You've avoided it so far. <laughs> that was going to be uh, Wolves. Wolves draw no better. Wolves double chances. I thought. That, uh, no, I've, I've gone with so, the both teams to score here. Just simply on, um, I've always fancy Liverpool to get on the score sheet, but at the minute they'll always concede as well. So both teams to score just looked an easy, an easy tap in. Yeah, all right, I'll leave the, uh, I'll leave the pop where it is for the time being. Uh, next up, we go to the tea time Saturday game. Which is a five thirty kickoff between Newcastle and West Ham United, where Newcastle are eleven to eighteen favourites, minus one sixty three. The draws eleven to four, plus two seventy five. West Ham are five to one. Uh, this is you, Baz. Yeah, so I've got yeah. I mean, Newcastle at home are just unbeatable at the moment, aren't they? I, you know, I don't don't like to use the word unbeatable because then they'll go and get beat. Uh, but I've used it, I've done it. Uh, you have to go back to April versus Liverpool last season for the last defeat for Newcastle at St James's Park. Recently, nil nil against Leeds. That that came in the middle of four home wins in all competitions. Um, West Ham had a win against Everton the other week in in, in a really important game that stopped the rot after three defeats um, and a draw. Prior to that, 
Um, they haven't done much in the transfer market, have they? They've brought in Ings. I'm trying to think what else they've done. Still not a lot, have they? Ings is missing anyway. Skamaka's still out. Um, so they've probably still got Antonio Lee in the line, who's who's a little bit shit these days. Um, <laughs> Newcastle games have all been low scoring at times, haven't they, recently? But they are creating loads of chances. Um, in a lot of these games where it's been low scoring, we should have came away with more and um, sort of shooting myself in the foot, not taking them. Ironically, quite a lot of them get wasted by Sean Longstaff, who who managed to find his scoring boots the other day and uh, yeah. got a couple. Um, West Ham haven't been too bad defensively in recent games, but before I think you go go back to the when we first come back after the World Cup, they had a five game streak after the World Cup where they conceded two or more. And Newcastle to score two or more here's around five to six. And it's a pick I'm going to go with. I think Newcastle at home are going to be a, a tough proposition for anyone. Uh, we will create the chances. Will we take them? We'll take at least one and we'll win the game. Uh, but I, I'll, I'll back us to, to score two or more here against West Ham who who have conceded two or more in, in plenty of the games in recent times. Prices up, Baz? Five to six. Newcastle over 1.5 team goals. Um, I cannot tell you how much I dislike that, Brad. Um so the last four league games for Newcastle, we've had three nil-nil draws and a one-nil win against Fulham. Um, Fulham missed a pen. Newcastle scored in the 89th minute. I just get the feeling Newcastle, are, this is more like an eye testing. They, I think we're riding well up a little bit. They're obviously going to be missing Bruno, who's a key player. Um, Isaac is going to be missing through, I think, a concussion, um, so, which leaves us a bit short of... In, of um, outlets up top and Callum Wilson's just stopped scoring um, and I think we've sailed close to the wind um, in a lot of the, those games the um, Fulham Arsenal um, even Palace the two games against Southampton you know that first one was a coin toss yet yeah, we were better than them but there's just a there's something telling me Baz there's a defeat coming um, and it's telling me it's coming on Saturday. Uh, give me West Ham at five to one is my pick for this one. Uh, we will move on to Sunday. I move on because I'm fucking <laughs> astonished. <laughs> well, I'm I not mean, having this that. Is how it, like, well, you don't have to. Move luckily, on. dig it. I'm having it. Yeah, we will move on. We'll discuss this on Sunday. Um, Nottingham Forest against Leeds is a two p.m. kickoff, which is a whoa, let's say a nine a.m. Eastern time kickoff where Nottingham Forest are 13 to 8 favourites plus 162. The draws are 12 to 5 plus 240. Leeds are at 17 to 10 plus 170. Uh, Nottingham Forest unbeaten in four in the league. Um, they signed all the other players that Chelsea didn't sign, uh, as you pointed out earlier on. Um, beaten twice comfortably, my. Manchester United in the Cup. Uh, Leeds have drawn three of their last four games. They've looked a bit more solid recently. Kept a couple of clean sheets. Uh, Brentford, Newcastle up there. And getting a bit more help up front now. Bamford's back. And Jorginho Ruta we're going with. Um, they both played against Zachary last week in the Cup. Looked okay. So more options up top for Leeds. I still don't think Forrest are very good, Baz. And if you're putting Chris Wood and or John Joe Shelby in the team, that's not going to move the needle as much as I've admired what they've done uh, for Newcastle. Forest shouldn't be favourites against anyone in this division, home or away against Bournemouth, maybe. 
that's it. That's the only time I could make Forest favourite. It's home to Bournemouth. There's no way they should be favourites here. Leeds underlying metrics recently have been really, really good XG and go, uh, shots and uh, things like that. They've been in the top five or six of the league. Leeds are due a win. Um, Leeds are definitely going to win here. This is, if we put locks out on this show, this is the one, Baz. Uh, Leeds plus 170, 17 to 10, take us to the bank. Yeah, don't mind that at all, because I've got, I mean, I normally put my underdog out at the end of the show. Um, when we've got a full Premier League slate, I've always been picking my underdog pick of the week, and Leeds was the pick for me this week. Um, I think I agree at the prices. I think Leeds are due a win. Uh, I think it is coming. They're playing better football at the moment. You know, they've put the goals away in the FA Cup, and they're all been against lower opposition, but, you know, you've still got to put them away. They scored five against Cardiff, three against Accrington. I know they're not of anywhere near the same... Calibre, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think Leeds are on the way to win. And Forrest, the problem with Forrest is they just can't score, can they? I mean, they had chances across both legs against Man United. Some good, good chances. Yeah. Um, but of course, we were not no goal in 180 minutes against against Man United. And it's the story of the season. And as you say, you add Chris Wood into that, and it doesn't exactly... We, we know he'll, he'll miss a lot more than he scores. Um, yeah. And I just don't see them getting enough goals. So my pick for this game is actually the unders. Um, I think under two point five here is 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 a good price, ten to eleven, um, because I just can't see Forrest getting more than maybe one. And I don't know. I, I I think the unders is a good bet, but no no problem at all. Your pick for Leeds. I'm also taking Leeds as my underdog for this week. So uh, yeah, like it. Double it up with West Ham. Baz will be rich, 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 rich. Uh, final game on the card. It's probably the game of the weekend. Um, Tottenham Hotspur against Manchester City. It's a 4.30 kickoff, which is an 11.30 Eastern time start. Tottenham are Burlington Birdie, 130 plus 3.33. Uh, the draw is 3-1. Manchester City are 13-18 to 18, minus 138. What you got for this one, Baz? Yeah, so this one's another one that's come around quick, hasn't it? It's only two weeks ago since they last played um, with Man City winning that one 4-2. A bit of a crazy game, wasn't it? Man City had sort of controlled the first half without scoring and then 44th minute, 45th minute and Spurs went in 2-0 up. Um, all got very excited and then 10 minutes into the second half, they were quickly 3-2 down. Uh, and Manu, Man City had a late one to make it 4-2. So Spurs are very patchy on. They seem to pick up a couple of wins. People start to think they might have turned the corner. And then they revert back to being a little bit shite. So the form line is littered with <laughs> two game winning streaks. You look at the form, it's like win two, lose two, win two, lose two, draw. Yeah. Win two, lose two, draw. Uh, they never go on a streak of more than two, of anything. Um, and they won the last two. So they're not going to win this one. Because that would be three. Uh, so they'd be pressing 3-0. Good, very good. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Uh, all all the form is, is twos. That's it. They can't hit threes, Malcolm. That's no, you've said, you've said, Baz. No. Well, uh, you know, I will point out they did once <laughs> hit three. Um, but yeah, they're not going to hit three here anyway. Um, yeah. They're, they're just... <laughs> Even in the few games they've won since the World Cup, they're, they're, you know they're, they're picking up the odd wins here and there, but they're not. They've not looked good in any of them. I don't think. Um, I still think back to that Palace game where I backed Spurs to score 
two or more, or backed them in the handicap. They would come out four nil winners. It was a, it was the biggest scandal of a four nil. It was never a four nil game, um, and they've had a few like that where they're the winning games against the runner play. I mean, most of it comes off the back of Kane, who's still as reliable as ever. Um, he's still getting all the goals for them. Um, I mean, Kane's probably on target for scoring about thirty-five goals this season, and still won't get the golden boot, which is mm-hmm. absolutely obscene, isn't it? Sun's completely off the boil, isn't he? And and I watched that cup game against Preston, and he scored a couple. And the commentators were making a big thing about, oh, he needed that. I'll get him right back into form. I don't think two goals against Preston suddenly gets you back into form, does it? Um, City with seven wins and two defeats and a draw since the World Cup in all competitions. They have had a tough run of games. They've played a lot of the top sides. They've played Man U, were the only side to beat them out of the top teams. They've beaten Chelsea twice. They've beat Liverpool in the EFL Cup. They've beaten Arsenal. They've beat Spurs. So I think overall it can be trusted here to get a result. 8-11 is a little bit short. So I'm going to tag on the overs to give us 6-4 for City and over 2.5 goals. City and over. And what price? Six to five. Six, six to four. Six to four. Six to four. That's a nice price. But... Yeah, you're putting it. Tottenham's inconsistent in terms of results, but they're also inconsistent in terms of in-game. Like you said, I mean, 2-0 up and City lose 4-2. The only normal game they've played was that Fulham one, where they kind of had nothing game and they won 1-0. But um, they go from being half-decent to shite. That Crystal Palace game is a great example where they were... Never going to win that game 4-0. And then 20 minutes later, won the game 4-0. Um, they were shite against Preston in the first half last week. Um, they signed Pedro Polo from Sporting Lisbon. Um, that's about all I can tell you on that one. He's a right back. Um, Antonio Conte has been poorly. Um, had some kind of abdominal stuff going on. But I'm sure, I assume there's a whole load of other dour Italian coaches who've been... Uh, teaching them to play Catanaccio in his absence. Manchester City looked to be returning to form to me. Uh, beat Wolves 3-0 last time. Importantly, though, they beat Arsenal 1-0. Um, I think Tottenham might score, yeah? Um, but I think City will edge it. I think City are considerably better than them. This fits into your bet as well, Baz, because I've got City minus one and a half goals. It's 7-4. I do think Tottenham might score, though, so that lines everything. Um, Man City are going to win 3-1, so we catch the over two and a half. Man City and then City on the handicap. Um, get in the queue. Baz, both at plus money prices here. Um, and that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is the handicaps done. So we've got um, dogs and parlays. I've got one of each, Baz. I've started following your lead, but it looks like we've, uh, it sounds like we've got the same dog. Underdog leads, both on leads, are we? Underdog leads plus 170, considered throwing West Ham in. Uh, but probably just a little bit extravagant. Um, yeah, and Wolves were my other options at three to one or two. But yeah, I'll stick with their... I'm quite, I like this Leeds play a lot. I don't think Forrest are very good at all. Well, we got you a got a parlay? Yeah, I've got hit one. me. Do you, want to go, you want me to go first? Yeah, I do want right. you to go first. Give me a second then, because I just had it on my screen and I took it off my screen. Um I've got, I've, I've deviated a little bit, so it's normally a team goals uh, treble. Yeah, it's two two team goals and then and then a handicap. Uh, I'm taking Newcastle minus one point five. I'm sticking, uh, sorry, over one point five. Sticking to me guns on that one. Newcastle and Brentford to score two or more, and Brighton on the handicap minus one point five. Treble pays five and a half to one plus five fifty. 
And for anyone who wants to be a bit more ambitious, I'd consider chucking Liverpool in to score two goals, which you won't like. Uh, but that takes it up to 11-1. to one. But I'm going with treble. Newcastle and Brentford over 1.5. Uh, Brighton in the handicap, minus 1.5 at 5.5 to 1. And I'll also be tagging in Liverpool to push that up to 11-1. to one. I'll take both of those. Okay, well, my parlay is not a million miles off that, Baz. Two of the three legs of the same games. I've got Brentford to win, 11-13. Uh, Brighton on the handicap. Uh, and the third leg I've thrown in is the over two and a half goals in Villa versus Leicester. Um, and that gets to plus 6.20. So just a little bit north of um, five to one for that. So we fetched out very similar prices and very similar picks there, Baz. So fingers crossed we're, uh, we're seeing it pretty clearly uh, this weekend. Um, anything you need to tell everyone about? I mean, be as quick as you like, Baz, because my knack is throbbing that. away here. Another what? one. I've got another um, goal, to- goal scorer. <laughs> Any time goal scorer. All right, um, well, get on with it. Seven to four shot. Mitoma, anytime for Brighton. No. Um, both fancy Brighton to get goals this week. Matoba scored the winner against Liverpool in the FA Cup. He also scored in three of the last four. Uh, scored against Leicester, Everton, and Arsenal. So he's in good form at the minute. Seven to four is a good price against with you know with Brighton at home in a game where we think they're going to win comfortably. Uh, so Matoma at seven to four, I think, is a great price. I might back him to score two or more as well and and get up there. Yeah, he's in good form. Any fantasy players who listen, that is the. Um... The advised play this week, the the, the darling play, is uh, Matoma in, Almiron out. That's what everybody's doing. So if you're a fantasy player, that's where you need to be on that one. Um, right, Baz, are we okay now for me to go and uh, perch precariously somewhere? Yeah, right, no okay. Uh, thank you very much, Baz. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you can send us your thoughts and prayers, that'd be much appreciated. Um, usual places. Get on the website and get on the app because there's all those Super Bowl contests uh, which I'm too pained to tell you about again. I've told you twice already in the last hour. Um, but the Super Bowl squares and the bingo um, are on there and loads of good fun and free and the prizes are excellent. Um, in the meantime, enjoy the weekend punts. Uh, good luck with all your bets. Uh, and until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. Cheers.